everyone and welcome to the eighth episode of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we're talking to our good friend and Yonkers legend, Angie Puenski. But first, beer. Today's beer is coming from the Central State Brewing Company, which is located in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, at 2505 North Delaware. There's no street, avenue, or anything after that. <laughs> Delaware. Uh, we are going to try a rustic blonde ale called No Yao. N O Y A U. Is that how you pronounce that? No Yao. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is made with peaches and apricots. Apricots? Apricots. How would you guys say that? Um, I have said both. My dad says apricot. Potato, potato? See. Okay. Uh, the hops in this beer are middle fru. Okay. Okay. Saz, S-A-A-Z, <laughs> never heard of either one of these hops, but I have heard of the third, which is Mandarina Bavaria. Yes. Uh, and it comes in at uh, 5.0, so let's taste All it. Right. Cheers. This is for you. Mine's not going to clink. Cheers. 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 Uh, officially, welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Very excited. Let's uh, taste this guy, see what we think. It's almost like a, a hint of like a sour because of the whole fruity and bitterness to it, but yeah. it's not marketed as a sour, correct? It's a, a rustic blonde kind of ale. I don't know what it is. Peaches and apricots. Mm-hmm. Mm, it, it's more bitter than, I mean, it smells more. I haven't, I haven't, I, I'm doing the wine thing, you know, where you kind of swish it around <laughs> and smell it. It's like, oh, this is good. Okay. I mean, I'm pretending I know what I'm doing. Which it's working. It looks good on you. Um, I like it. I mean, it is a little uh, sour, but not super sour. This is actually good. Yeah. Peaches and apricots are kind of like cousins, right? Aren't they kind of the same thing almost? They're fruit. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're, both, they're both fruits. I don't know if they're directly related. I don't they're know if they hang similar, out. aren't they? And the taste think, is very similar? Well, I don't think they the fruit. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> family. I don't think they hang out at barbecues or anything. They're no, not that close cousins. Not. Okay. Uh, okay, so I think I met you, Angie, four or five years. I don't even know. So I, I don't. When you were working the, at Yonkers Brewing. I was working at Yonkers that's Brewing, right, and there was right. an event okay. at Zupa, and Jackie Rubo, now Cop Joe, was supposed to go, but she had way too much stuff to do, and she said, "Will you fill in?" I said, "What do I have to do?" She said, "It's a free meal." I said, "I'll go." <laughs> I said, "Do I know anybody?" She said, no, but you're going to be sitting with Angie. Do you know her? I said, no. She said, oh, very statuesque, beautiful woman. You'll know her. And I remember to this day, I walked up to you. (laughs) Yes, that's why I walked right up to you. And I said, are you Angie? And the look on your face said to me, are you a cop? You're like, who? was this girl asking (laughs) it was hilarious and i explained who i was like oh okay sit down yeah (laughs) well you know what it doesn't for me it doesn't take much it's like okay um because i'm always curious like okay how did you right you know where where does you know who sent you (laughs) as a historian i need to know the story like behind the thing and i figure out like okay now now all the dots connect yeah it was pretty funny that's and i i kind of wanted to mess with you when i saw the face like no just tell her who you are what's going on (laughs) see now that i know you much better you you could have done that (laughs) right not then we Um. still would have been friends (laughs) without a rocky start perhaps (laughs) maybe so i Red, you were born in Brooklyn? I was born in Brooklyn, a okay. log cat. No, no. <laughs> no, I was born in Brooklyn. Um, 
I was born in a hospital, Bay Ridge Hospital, no, Shore Road Hospital, mm-hmm. that they tore down in the 70s. Okay. Um, probably because they realized that they, they were not going to give birth to any better kids. So anyway, <laughs> they, they ripped it down. It was a beautiful old mansion. I mean, I oh, never really? even remember pictures of it, except my, my dad had all these old home movies. Mm-hmm. Of, of the bundle of joy coming out the room, the, the door, right. you know, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, and I, that was the place in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at that time to wow. to, to be born, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, a lot of history that goes behind that. But, um, yeah, so I, I grew up in Brooklyn the first 17 years of my life I spent in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I went to grammar school, and this year we're having our 50th graduation um alumni reunion that's we've amazing. never done one so this oh, is the first one that's nice after 50 years we figured well, we should probably <laughs> like before everybody's dead <laughs> and so but my graduating class had almost 300 students in it wow in one grammar one school. grade yeah and you keep in touch with any of them today or? well we now that there's four of us okay. getting together uh, actually five including myself uh, and we're, we've got the lists because we have the one of the one of the ladies had the program, okay. and so wow. we're going through and searching names. Now, yeah. a few of them we you know we were still, but I haven't seen people in right. You know, in a lot of people years. are married and changed their names and oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and then so it's 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 a it's an interesting hunt to, yeah to try to find all these people. So, but we're we're getting there. Nice. Um, we booked a room uh, in in a not a room but in a restaurant um, in near the school. Nice. Um, at the time, the school, I was told, was the largest Catholic grammar school in the United States. It had 2,400 students in from kindergarten to eighth grade. Wow. And we're, de- we're dealing with the whole 1960s. So your teachers were nuns? Yeah. I've Except heard there was, stories. It was, well, it was all, oh, believe me, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was all nuns until the fourth grade. And then we had this really awesome uh, lady teacher, and uh, and we think we found her still living in the area. Oh, nice! Which would be really cool if you know if she comes. But yeah. um, you know, one of the other people are reaching out to her, and um, yeah, and then you know we had a whole hodgepodge. But much a, a lot of the time was religious teaching, right? And you know they were strict. As, that's why you'd have sixty kids in a class and one teacher because. Get the fear of God in you, yeah. and it wasn't so much that the teacher was going to beat you over the head with yeah. something which they did, you know, <laughs> um, you know, a ruler or a stick, or we had this one one teacher who loved to throw erasers at kids that were like stargazing out the window, and he would be like, he was so good, he's like, his aim was incredible, like, <laughs> you know, and they're only those little you know felt things, so you know, yeah. but if you have chalk on your face <laughs> oh, yeah, it, was, it was priceless you know um so yeah i mean i had a good experience i mean some other people didn't but but in our class through yeah. all the teachers i thought it was a great experience that's great so 17 years in brooklyn and then where'd you go 17 years in brooklyn and then uh, moved to staten island like every good brooklyner back when they built the verrazano again <laughs> i'm you know i'm like i'm like henry hudson you know in in, in, in the half moon because it goes so far back in time um, but yeah, so moved to Staten Island and then I, uh, then it was college time and I got accepted to State University of New York at Albany and I moved up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I've tr- kind of traveled all, and then, and then I got a degree in geological sciences. I was the president of the State University Geology Club. I had wow. a double major in geology 
which was the perfect preparation for my career in advertising. <laughs> now you say, well, how did you translate never taking a, a course in advertising? Never. Never, ha- never. Never having one business course. Actually, I had one business course, something about business law, which I thought was boring. And never having an English course because you didn't need it with a science degree at the time. Wow. So, Anyway, I, my, my big job being head of the geology club was to make sure that in order to get a professor that we could have a caravan of cars to go out to look at rocks, you had somebody had to have a keg of beer in the trunk. Oh, that ties back to what we're doing now. Right. Now, again, this is early 1970s, so it was no big deal. You pop the trunk open, you got the keg, everybody's got cups, and professor is lecturing about some, you know rock and a rock thing great. or whatever. It's like so funny. So, so that was my job to make sure we had the keg. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a professor. Nice. So, and, and I was very good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy had a big trunk. <laughs> so, and I got somebody else to bring the empty keg back because it was always empty. It never, you know. So anyway, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so long, long-winded story, but um, one thing led to another and I, you know, the only job offer I got was dusting fossils in some museum in Oklahoma. And I'm like, that oh, really wow. doesn't work very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a lot of things happened. And then eventually I went into right after I, I got a job in advertising in, in analytics. So all the science I could use. Okay. You know, uh, the, the guy who, after 50 interviews of different places, the guy who finally hired me, he told me, he said, you know something? Because my story was so perfected, you know, like, yes, I was an assistant manager in a restaurant. I was a, uh, I, I was a barmaid. I was this and that. And, um, yeah, and uh, all this other stuff. And, and he said, you know, uh, you are the best bullshit artist I have ever heard <laughs> in an interview who, for, for a junior position. You will fit this business perfectly because we deal with bullshit that's what we do we talk bullshit we make up bullshit so honest (laughs) and uh, you know god rest his soul but (laughs) but he was the guy who gave me the chance yeah at a whopping seventy five hundred dollars a year it was terrific (laughs) so you had to you had to steal the toilet paper because you couldn't have enough money to live but it was okay eventually you got promoted where was this job by school or did you move no it was it was in manhattan okay i was already in manhattan so yeah I, i i came back um, lived in Brooklyn at the time, and um, yeah, actually, I was staying with my sister, looking for jobs and stuff. And yeah. I, and I found, you know, it's like it was an interesting, you know. And I took notes. I'm replacing, mm-hmm. you know. And I made, I, I gave each interviewer a rating. Mm-hmm. The best one was four star asshole because he told me I'd never be anything. And I'm like, you know, wow, <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, well, I proved him wrong as 20 years as an executive vice president of an advertising agency. Yeah, whatever, you know. With never taking one course, that's impressive as shit. You that's learn, you, learn stuff. <laughs> you learn a lot, you know, over time. So, anyway, I, that that's kind of the career trajectory, and then yeah. I just retired. So I'm like, you know, enough. That's the, amazing. They, the the corporation did a beautiful press release. They threw me a great party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really nice, just yeah. wonderful, nice people doing the right thing. And I was like, I did not expect the press release. I did, I, you know, I mean, yeah, everybody gets a little something going, right? But, but they really spent and and did it nicely. So that you was really deserved sweet. it. Well, I don't know about that, but it was fun. It was nice. <laughs> you know what? The the main thing is is that I made sure that I because part of my job was to was to make sure that we 
we uh, pull off all these diversity events and stuff mm-hmm. that we eventually did. And so I made sure I ordered the good wine. <laughs> so, Which goes back to the keg of beer. That's always... Like, yeah. like, it's always it always comes back to liquid. It's true. And liquid is fun. You know what? So, um, liquid is fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah. And then, so, anyway. So so now in the retirement mode, I'm busier than ever. But that's okay. Yeah. I don't know how I found time to actually work. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> so. Going back to what you said about diversity. At some point in your life, you realize... All right, I'll give you my story. Yes. Because I, I, the, diverse, the diversity and the inclusion piece is critical. So yes. Diversity, yeah, we're all different. Got it. You know, we, we have workplaces and families and everything else that has different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And the key to, the, to being diverse is that if you don't include all the voices, you fail. Correct. Right. So you're just like, oh, great, we have a diverse workforce, but nobody talks to each other because they can't, they can't figure out what, what they're all about. Right. Okay. So that was my job in the last couple of years of my career after I did a lot of other stuff. So for me, um, at the age of, I would say about four and a half, I realized I was different. And I didn't quite, you know, we're talking about 1959 or mm-hmm. something, you know. And I, because I, I kept thinking, okay, why, why do I feel different? Why do I not want to do certain things that, you know, boys want to do right why am i why do i i don't want to get dirty why do i you know i would go in my mother's closet when she went to the store and it was common that you'd leave your kid at home and go to the store <laughs> yeah the kids know what are they going to do right i instead went into the closet and of course i was little so and she was little but yet her clothes fit me yeah and i would like you know i would play dress up yeah with her stuff yeah now and, I, and then i kept thinking why am i doing this but i felt good when I looked in the mm-hmm. mirror it's like wow so I never really got into any of this boy stuff but it's like okay well if that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do right and later on I, I realized that you know as I you know as I repressed it all it just got stronger and stronger and stronger and no matter what I can get out of my head it just was like okay I've got to I've got to recognize it mm-hmm. and it's it's not a disease it's not a mental illness right it your brain controls who you are Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to figure that out it was like well why am i thinking this way it's it's not you know it's not some kind of fetish it's not a fad it's not this it's a constant thing that that eats at you Mm -hmm. because you can't be who your your spirit your soul is telling you you are Mm -hmm. so one of the best things that i got to do with my own job was uh, i had clients around had clients in different parts of the country I'd get to travel a lot and every time I travel to a city where you know maybe we're doing research for the companies or whatever at night I would be like I want to go out to and find a, a a transgender bar there weren't many but if you went to a gay bar or a lesbian bar or whatever you would meet people mm-hmm. who would be different mm-hmm. and what I really want is not to pick up on but I wanted to hear the stories mm-hmm. Because I needed to understand what the dynamic was right. to frame myself. And, and over time, particularly I, in 2005, I got a client in San Francisco, which is like the epicenter yeah. of the transgender universe. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is great. So I, I found this wonderful bar. They're still in business today. They're 24-7, all about transgender people. It's called Divas. And um, 
I just started talking to people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, tell me a story. Like, why do you feel what you do? You know, right. And then one thing led to another, to another. And then it was like four o'clock in the morning, God, you know, a bunch of years ago in a hotel. And I, I broke into this cold sweat and I realized, oh my God, you know, their stories are my story. Yeah. It's just framed differently, but mm-hmm. it's the same, the same drive that, you know, I mean, it's not a fake thing. Like I said, it's not a mental illness. Right. It's, that's who you are. Now, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to think, okay, what I need to do is realign myself. And, you know, how do I... How do I take this? How do I take this face that looks like Charles Bronson and Death Wish, <laughs> and, and a voice that that sounds like, ugh, like, like just Barry Manilow or something? It's just horrible. And I'm thinking this is really very unfeminine. And then of course I got the five o'clock shadow. I'm like, oh geez, this is a problem. So. <laughs> I, you know, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, you are a branding expert. You are a strategic planner. Change this. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how do you take a, a male brand, make it a female brand, and still have all the bells and whistles yes. and things? And mm-hmm. So I began to sort of lay out a path for myself and figure out how to do it. But it took a long time to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. and. And so I, and there were times when I just slowed down and stopped or whatever. Then certain other things happened in relationships and stuff, and then I was on my own. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I said, you know what? Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. Um, and so I put the plan in motion. Okay. Right? It's like, okay, I have a great friend in Yonkers here who does laser, like um, the hair removal mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I mean, I traded her uh, marketing advice for zapping. Perfect. Um, you know, like Bartering. give me torture, um, <laughs> and I give you customers somehow, <laughs> marketing wise. And then um, I researched doctors um, for you know, I mean, I didn't want to be flat chested. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted something noticeable, because I wanted to take the, the take the eyeballs off my face which is uh, still evolving gotcha to you know at least I got long legs so that's easy and my right. legs are pretty good and mm-hmm. then so okay how do I do that so I researched for a couple of years till mm-hmm. I finally found a doctor out on the west coast in in, in south um south southern southern California world recognized expert in extra large breast implants and stuff and wow. um it was so cute because he, he had this thing on his website that says, fly in for surgery, send us pictures, you know, and we'll, we'll take care of everything. Yeah. So I sent pictures, I sent a description. I said, so he, call, he calls me literally and he's like, um, I'd like to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't fly here first. I want to see you and talk to you. Yeah. And literally spent like three hours talking. And this is a Harvard educated board certified, double, triple board certified yeah. plastic surgeon and general surgeon. And he's like, you know, I learned a lot from you today, which was wow. great. So, yeah. so ultimately, I wound up doing it, and um, you know, super happy. Um, 
they, they, it's funny because his office is all these happy people because they're not dealing with sick people. Everybody's right. happy. That's true. <clears throat> you know, yeah. they're all happy. So th- that was a lot of fun. So <laughs> it, it's like, um, so I, I got that all of that. And so everything is kind of falling into line. Had you told friends and family? No, no. Because that's a shock if you show up with boobs one day. So well, how did this you... is the trick, okay? Okay. So Learn us. I, I learned a lot of stuff along the way, <laughs> right? It's like, you you don't want to shock people mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. You need to lay some foundation, right? To like like because otherwise they're gonna look at you like what are you crazy, you know? So, so you know, facial hair is disappearing. Like I said, well, you know, I'm getting old, so it's all gray. Okay. Okay. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always wear loose clothing in the office, and one of the one of the women's came up to me and said, she says, you know, you look. You look really buff. I'm like, oh, you noticed. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say something. Right. So I, that's that's what I've been doing. Nice. Oh, you noticed? Wow, you! I've been exercising like crazy. Yeah. Not. <laughs> so okay, there's buff. You know, both yeah. previous me. Yeah. Um, with hair loss, whatever. Let, trying to let my hair grow a little bit, and I thought, you know what, this gray spackly hair thing ain't working. Not that good. So I decided. Let me dye it brown. Mm-hmm. The, the color origin was, and like then I went to black. Mm-hmm. You know, you go black. You don't. Know, <laughs> expression is. We know. <laughs> I, I know you would know. <laughs> and also, black don't crack, and neither does me. With when you put enough makeup in the crack. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I I um, I did all that stuff, and um, it was still an evolution. And but yet, people are seeing changes because they're talking. Yeah. I know they're talking. Yeah. And my partner in, in the business was almost like, you're going to have to say something soon. So your partner knew? Not fully. Okay. But he's like, whatever's going on, you're going to need to address it. Because I was, I was you know, supervising 20 some odd people. So, right. Which was okay. You know, it ultimately, the, the change. So I said, you know what, you're right. And, and he said something. To, and then I finally told him what was going on. And, and he, said, he said, well, you have to realize something. And, you know, brilliant advice. He said, you're not the only one who's transitioning. We're transitioning with you. Oh wow! Because you have to understand that we need the the time to understand, right? So, mm-hmm. and that was really a powerful thought. And mm-hmm. I, because a lot of transgender people are thinking, "Oh, it's only me. It's my transition." Right. Well, the reality is, is that it's a it is a parallel path between right. two people. So it's really important. Yes. Um, so ultimately. Um, one thing led to another, and I was told I need to tell the client in North Carolina before I go down there with this big presentation. In North Carolina, that's... <laughs> North Carolina, the home of the bathroom bills. Well, anyway, you know, that was where the mm-hmm. whole thing's, you know. Anyway, so I, um, I'm i like, look, I can't pick up the phone and call the guy that I do the contracts with, who's from the Deep South, who's a lovely gentleman, <laughs> but the stuff that sometimes he says... right. You know, I don't want to blow this thing, and I don't want to, you know, get twenty five people unemployed and their right. families because they think I'm crazy. Right? right. So, so you have to tell them. I'm like, no. So I, I wound up calling the corporate legal department. Okay. Saying, does an employer, uh, can an employer mandate you to reveal personal information? Mm. And the, the the response that came back, well, we understand, but um, we have no precedent to advise you yeah. and maybe try to work something out. I'm like, well, this guy, you don't work anything out. It just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So 
what do you do? You phone a friend. <laughs> and I phoned a friend who was the head of the marketing department at my client, who was gay. Everybody knew he was gay. And his partner, they all loved and stuff. And I said, I don't know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I can't not make that phone call. Right. It, it, it has to be done in person. Well, anyway, one thing led to another. And he said, look, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to my boss and I'll tell him. Wow. I said, yeah, but what, is it? what if he... He goes, trust me. Trust me. He's, he's like, look, I'm gay. He knows it. The head of the, head of the research department is a, is a black guy. Um, the head of the sales force is a woman. Wow. In, in, a, in a very male-dominated industry. All right, North Carolina. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I got no choice. I'm going to trust you and I thank you or whatever. So anyway, a few days later, because this guy was traveling... Finally, get the phone call. In fact, I called him. I'm like, "Did you talk to him?" Yeah. Yet? And um, he said, "Yeah, I just did." And uh, I said, "What was his reaction?" Well, he was a little surprised. You know, he was sort of taken back. Mm-hmm. And then he's processing. You know, like somebody's like get, they're getting all this information. Right. They don't quite know what to do with it. And then he said, "Well, uh, is he uh, she happy?" <laughs> oh. And he said, "Yes, very happy." Um, Processing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you tell him, uh, her, <laughs> that we got a female dress code too. Nice. Now, <laughs> how better uh, to say it yeah. than that? Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And. Um, oh, that's so nice. So ultimately, it went down there. Um, they threw a party for me. And did you dress as well, Angie? Well, I wasn't expecting they were going to do that, right? Oh, okay. So, okay. But I, I always had clothes. And okay. there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, because what I would try to do is at least on one leg of the flight travel by myself. Mm-hmm. Because typically I would get stopped every single time. Uh. Because, you know, you're going through with a suit and tie on, right? And you've got these double, well, <laughs> these quadruple D, you know, huge, that look like, you know, bombs underneath. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they would always stop because the machines go crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was the same process would always happen. With TSA, it'd be like uh, 5 a.m. Newark Airport. Big, big dude right in front of me goes, "What's under the shirt?" I'm like, uh, "A bra." <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes, a "What? A bra?" Wait here. <laughs> so the guy runs over and he gets the female person to come. Right. Over. And she's like, "Well, we need to." We need to, and this this happened like a hundred times, but I'm relaying one specific. Right. Well, we need to actually um, have a personal thing. I'm like, no problem. I understand where you're going from. So I, I said, but he's not doing it. You are. Yeah. Right. And then they always have to have two. So there's two ladies that come in mm-hmm. to the, you know, the, the little room there. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, here's the deal. I know what you want to see. Do you mind if I just open my shirt and you can see what's under yeah. my shirt without going through the... Right. She's, oh yeah, but uh, are they attached or are they like, are they part of you? I said, let me open my shirt, okay? <laughs> so the two of them, like, now I flip, I flip up my tie because I had a suit and tie on. <laughs> Unbutton the white shirt, right? And then I like, you know, kind of like the, you know, the... Like, here it is. Like- <laughs> yeah. And the, the both mouths drop to the floor. They go... Oh my God, where did you get them done? <laughs> and so we went through this whole thing about, yeah, I need a tummy tuck. And like, Listen, I got a whole bunch of people out there that, that are thinking I'm a terrorist because I get this happens all the time. Right. 
And so I said, here, here's the guy's card. You can buy him too. So I'm like, oh have a Tell him day. I sent you. Right. So of course I go back out there and my team is like, what the hell is up with you? Every freaking time you get stopped, you know, we're going to have to leave another hour before, you know, to get through the security. Well, anyway, um, but what I would, what I realized is like, so if I was going back myself, sometimes I had meetings that would last, I would travel myself. And then of course I, I, I did the Angie super change. Yes. So I did the cleavage thing. So yeah. it's like, hello, if you can't see what's right. under my shirt, and right. never a problem. Yes. Because you show the person in the front your ID, but you put it away, and then the people in the screen right. only see what they see. Right. Right. So anyway, all that kind of stuff. So ultimately, you know, the business aspect worked really good. And then um, I started to talk to other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, just about me and what's going on and... And um, it was funny because my sister, I have one sister, my sister was like, it was summertime, and she sees, I, I have a loose t-shirt on, but right. it's unmistakable. Right. And she, and she's, she likes to be the doctor of the family, so she, you know, like, she goes, you know, these man boob things are really indicative of some kind of, uh, some kind of problem in your system. You oh, really need to get. concerned. Right. Oh. She, she's like, you know, she's like, you need to have a doctor check oh. that out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to bring a bottle of wine up to your house and we'll just have a little chat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I told her and, and, so she, and I said, see, right. Yeah. And she goes, well, they're better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh God. This was back in 2000. 13 maybe okay. something like that again I had to take I took a lot of time just trying to yeah make sure that whatever I did I did it right and um, then the last the very last person I told was my mother because I just you know at 90 I didn't know what she was gonna think right yeah. and I certainly didn't want you know to, to be one of those oh my god right you know? right so um, it was my nephew's wedding in Beacon up here mm-hmm. in New York and I said to my sister, I have no male clothing at all. I have one suit that was hanging in for posterity, but yeah. mm-hmm. I'd be lucky if I could even put it on. Never mind, right. you know. And I'm like, this is gonna. I have to. I have to bring. You know, I just gotta be me. And everybody knows already, except my mother. So I'm okay, like, okay. So I, I put three beautiful sequin dresses in my suitcase mm-hmm. and twenty eight pairs of shoes. And <laughs> Um, you know how it works. Like I, there's I, so, and then I'm like, I'm going, whatever, take off. Yeah. Um, and so I said, you know, prepare mom a little bit if you can. If you can't, don't worry about. It. So we're all staying in the same hotel. I um, kind of look like what I do now. I had a low cut kind of top, t-shirt kind of. And your hair was grown out. My hair was long. Yeah, it was yeah. long. Um, and I had makeup on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I said. So I, I got there as I called my mother. I said, "Hey, you want to go to lunch?" She goes, "Yeah, I'm starving. Okay, let me let me freshen up. You know, her let me freshen up a little bit. Okay, fine." So, um, <laughs> so I, I walk into the room, and meanwhile, my sister was trying to have this conversation with her about Caitlyn Jenner and Bruce Jenner and all that stuff. I'm like, "Get it?" Yeah. You know. Anyway, so um, so I so she's just, you know, primping a little bit. Right. I, so I said to her, um, "So what do you think?" She looks at me. She goes, "Well, um, you look good, but you gotta cut your hair because you look like a girl." I'm like, "Okay." Wait, were you in a dress? Oh no, I just had jeans and a okay and a top. Okay, that just you know was a V neck. Gotcha. Top. Okay. And um, but I had you know full makeup. Right. <laughs> so I said, "Hold that thought. Let's discuss that." <laughs> 
so we got into this whole big discussion, and and I said, so what do you think? She goes, okay. Just that easy. It was this, okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right, give like, me more. <laughs> that's. The, I've been sweating over she here. She goes, well, are you happy? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. Okay. Wow. Let's go to lunch. She's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we go downstairs to lunch, and. That's amazing. This was, I mean, you're talking about a 90-year-old person. That's why the the greatest generation really is because they've seen shit that nobody you right. know, today would have ever dreamed possible right. between war, world wars and, you know, depression and, you know, so anyway, she was like, look, if you're happy, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll get used to it. Yeah. My, okay. So then we're eating lunch and she, like in the middle of a sit, she goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a problem. I'm like, Uh-oh. finally, <laughs> here it comes. Yeah. She goes, I named you Robert. That really doesn't work. <laughs> so, what do you want me to call you? Oh, God, so cute. Now, normally that's a whole conversation, yeah. you know, because you gave birth to me, which she couldn't remember, but that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know it was in the hospital. I'm be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, I told her, you know, Angelique, it comes from angels, and I think the angels have always guided me in a lot of things that I do. So, I nice. wanted something very feminine and pretty, and I came up with this. Yeah. And I've used it for many years. And she goes, oh, I like that. So, that was the whole conversation. And um, then, oh, at the end of the, the end of the lunch, I'm like, oh, so I want to show you a picture of the dress I'm going to wear later for the wedding. And she goes, dress? I'm like, well, yeah, a dress. So, I show her this picture of me, actually, in the dress yeah. mm-hmm. at a different event. It was sequins, kind of low cut, mm-hmm. whatever. And she goes, that's beautiful. Who's wearing that? I said, I said that's me. <laughs> she goes, that's you? Wow. <laughs> so, anyway, lessons learned. The... the um, the greatest, the people that you had the greatest fear turn out to be your best allies. Wow. And I never, ever would have thought that. Mm-hmm. Some of the people who you thought were your best friends just turn their back on you and they don't, yeah. they don't look back. Yeah. You know, because they can't understand it. They can't accept it. They just walk away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter what you say, it doesn't matter. And, you know, so those are life lessons, you know, that I kind of learned. And then the other piece that I think is, interesting is that people confuse people you know nobody's spending tons of time thinking about transgender people but people need to recognize that there's two things one is it's your brain controls your gender identification now granted you're born with different parts and pieces some people are born with multiple extra chromosomes Mm -hmm. it's not just a pure and simple i'm in this box or that box there's everything in between but your brain is telling you whether you're male or you're female or you're something in between or you're not either. And there's plenty of people that identify that way too. And that's fine. You know, I don't understand it, but I don't need to. Right. My, my job is to simply say, I accept that. Right. It's your world. It's mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. The hatred that seems to be directed at a lot of us um, is, is kind of ill-founded because, no, you know, I'm not standing there preaching saying you need to be this or you need to right. be that or you need to raise your kids. I'm just saying this is, what I, this is the way I live mm-hmm. and it's my life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't expect you to understand it at all because you can't. You don't live the reality. But I would hope that you could simply accept that there are people like me right. in, in all forms and variations and stuff. So... That's part one. It's the it's the it's the gender you identify with in your, you know, your spirit, your soul is telling you. The part two is the who you like. Yes. Right. So they are 
very distinctly separate. So I'm so happy you're breaking this down because well, it's the you, part that you I'm have a to cloudy. because people get confused. Yes, and because again, no one's really thinking about this stuff, right? So, regardless of how you identify gender-wise, mm-hmm. whatever pronouns you want to use or labels or whatever you want to call it, then it's like, well, who do you like? Right. Right. Do you like men? Do you like women? Do you like people in between? Right. Both. Can't like, quite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people who, you know. Uh, I mean, there, there was a guy that I, I knew, still know, who was born with, he was classified as male, but had no ability to produce testosterone in his body. Okay. And so the doctors didn't know how to classify it. Yes. Because he actually, he, he actually had sets of both, wow. you know, mm-hmm. organs. So what do you do? Yeah. So the doctors were like, let's let it roll. Let's see, you know. And ultimately, he decided he's a male, mm-hmm. but still no ability to produce testosterone, mm-hmm. no ability to reproduce. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, that's how he, in his mind, in his spirit and heart, whatever, decided that this is the path I want to be. But <laughs> the poor guy is in his 50s and going through menopause. Now, go oh, my God. Out. Right. Wow. So you talk about, like, you know, I, I, I always say, you know, people say, well, God doesn't make mistakes. And, and I said, you know, I believe that God does not make mistakes, yes. but God gives every single one of us a challenge. Yes. And it may not be what my challenge is. It may be, you know, some physical handicap. It might be a family situation. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, a mental problem mm-hmm. or something, but everybody's got them. And if you don't get them right away, you're going to get them at some point, yes. you know, whether it's taking care of elderly parents or something, some challenge you've got. And your mission in life is to Figure out how to get past the challenge and then inspire other people and with the roadmap to how you did it, mm-hmm. which is why I'm writing a book. Are you? I am. Yes. And because I do think it, you know, and it's it, to me it's about, it's not about courage, it's simply about confidence. Mm-hmm. Once you understand yourself and you have the confidence to say, you know what, this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is who I have to be. I'm not going to live my life being unhappy mm-hmm. by being typecast in a place where right. it's not me, you know. And just because I was born with certain physical aspects does not control who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why the the statistics, again, I'm into statistics, um, 46% was the last number I saw of all transgender people have attempted seriously attempted suicide at one point now i'm not part of the 46 percent. that's a lot a lot that's like almost half yeah and you say well why is that well it's not because they don't get themselves it's because of all the hate that's so directed Mm -hmm. and some of them just live in horrible places that everybody hates them yeah everybody no one accepts everybody hates and you know at that point you just want to give up because you have no support mechanisms which is one of the other reasons why i thought well you know what I shouldn't live in a closet because if I do, that one person who might want to kill themselves at least would have somebody to look to and say, well, she did it. Yeah. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And so to me, those are very powerful thoughts that, okay, if I can inspire one person not to kill themselves, um, and I've, I've had people call me on the phone from different parts of the country. They saw something on Facebook. They saw something, something... And it's a parent reaching out mm-hmm. saying, look, my son, my daughter, and this and that. It's not what we planned right. for them. Right. Right. And so what would happen is I said, okay, well, here's your choice. You either 
You either accept who they are and try to help, or you're going to have a dead child. Mm-hmm. It's up to you, you yeah. know, or you choose. But yeah. whatever choices you make, the child is trying to reach out and say, this is who I am. And, you know, it may not be fully developed in terms of how they think, depending on the age, but, you know, your job is to accept what they're saying. Now, yes, kids go through phases, kids go through fads, stuff happens, but when it's relentless, yeah, you know, it's this is day in, day out, day in, day out, you have to come to terms with it and recognize it. And, and yeah, there's plenty of resources out there that can help. So... Those are all the overriding things that I'm, you know, I think about in terms of why I did, when I did. Um, you know, I try to give a lot of support to people who, you know, you want to talk to me, talk to me. I'm yeah. happy to try to help. You know, there, there's plenty of places to turn to, depending upon needs, which I've only uncovered because I'm I'm traveling the road, you know, yeah. and I'm like, well, where do I get this? Where do I get medical? Where do I get that? How, who who and so you uncover all these mm-hmm. great resources and they're tremendous in helping you kind of get through, you know, the roadmap of where you want to go. So, so I'm today, I'm like, this is great. Um, you know, do I still have issues with people? Yes. Um, I got one weird thing on Facebook last night that I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a threat or whatever, but what was they, it? What they, they say? It was a guy who... I, I friended this guy because he had a whole lot lot of people that in common with you. Well, yeah, and some were like uh, police officers and whatever, and you know, like okay, the guy's on the level, I guess. Yeah. And he sends me this video. I mean, I I can't even describe it, but it was let's put it this way: somebody is being murdered, mm. and with no explanation. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, so I I wrote back to this guy. Why did you send this to me? Yes. I did not get a response. So I'm sitting there going, well, how do I interpret this? Right. Do I interpret this as a threat? <clears throat> do I interpret this as the guy's just randomly sending stupid stuff looking for, you know... Yeah. Uh, a rise. Yeah. yeah um, but it, I, I didn't even watch the whole thing because I, I already saw where it was going to go. And I'm right. Like, this is disgusting. And so so it's like, okay, so... And apparently this guy was a Yonkers police officer at one time, way back in the day, not recently, you know probably 20 some odd years ago and I'm like okay I don't know if that's a threat I don't know what it is until I figure it out I'm not going to vaporize the guy because if you know in terms of Facebook because there's ways there's reporting things I was going to say are you going to report this you know I don't know because I don't know how to interpret it but I'm saying but we typically will get things from time to time of these people that just are inclined to hate and and it's like look I'm not I'm not trying to I, you know, I'm not the preacher saying, come to, right. come yeah. to me. It's like, look, this is, this is my life. I, I'm living it the way I want to. You, you're perfectly entitled to get your jollies on whatever it is that, you know, gets you jollies. Whatever political, religious thing you want, great. Right. I don't care. I don't agree. I don't have to agree. I accept that that's what you are. But, right. You know, so, yeah. So we get stuff like that that I don't think a lot of other people would get. And it's just simply hate stuff. So, Did you get people ever like face to face? Like if you're walking down a street, do you have like a, a complete stranger say something oh, to I you? Oh, I had a guy, now this was early in my transition. I had a guy that tried to run me over on 2nd Avenue, literally as I'm crossing the street. Oh my God. It was a whole bunch of like younger guys screaming something like that's a dude. 
and literally ran the red light trying to hit me in what the street. What is wrong with people? Right, and I'm thinking, and I just, you know, the, the thing is, what you have to do is totally ignore because the minute that you turn around and give somebody the finger or something, you gave it up. Right. Because you want, want them to question. Right. You want them to go, maybe I'm wrong. Right. You know. Um, you are so I mean, calm. Well, one time, <laughs> one time in San Francisco, I'm walking with a friend of mine, a guy friend, and, you know, I... I thought I looked pretty good, but obviously not. And I walked past this, this, these two guys, and the one guy goes, hey, two dudes. Um, and I'm like, eh, I didn't yeah. even flinch. Yeah. And then I, as we're walking by, the other guy says to the, that, that guy, you asshole, that's a girl. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Score. Okay. So, you know, it, you ha- it has its moments. Right. It has its crazy stuff but you know again I'm my life is simply like okay I've I've got this is my life this is who I am 24 7 ain't gonna change and um, you know the more that I can help people you know either just learn to accept right you know it's like this whole bathroom issue it's like yes like okay so you go into the ladies room there's only stalls and you close the door right like so unless you have a ladder that you're peeking over <laughs> or unless you've got mirrors that you're looking under you know what are you doing like mm-hmm. like what is the what is the fear right you know because we already have laws on the books that will address um you know discrimination that will address assault that will address you know all the things so how in the world is that different you know if, if whether whether you're a man or a woman or whatever, you go into a restroom, you beat somebody up, you're gonna get arrested. It don't right. matter what rest, you know. So, right. Exactly. So to me, it just never made a whole lot of sense. And the thing about children, you know, I think this guy who is a comedian, uh, this it's, he goes by this handle of um, liberal redneck, <laughs> and he's a comedian with a master's degree but a really heavy southern accent. Yeah. And he does these videos um, where he discusses these issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the way that he talks about it is it just, you laugh at it because it's like, yeah, how stupid is that? Right. You know, um, you know, so he said something about that. He was talking about the North Carolina bathroom bills at one time. And he said, he said, yeah, so let's get this straight. I mean, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember his exact words, but so you, you let your girl go into the ladies room and, um, you know, right outside is this mouth breathing, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Southern daddy waiting to punch something that's different, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, do you think that anyone's going to touch the kid? No, of course not. Right. You know, I mean, God, you know, you look at other things with certain religions that they've right. got more issues than right. than whatever. And it's, you know, not, not that that's bad or right or wrong or whatever, but it's just almost like, okay, you know, can you picture me? I don't do that kind of stuff. Right. I just need to use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> And it would not, in my present state, it would not look very good to walk into the men's room. No. It would look a little bit like, what the... Right. You know? Why is this lady walking in the men's room? Right. <laughs> you know, and yes, we do when, you know, you're at a concert and it's like the, the men's room is like, you know... Right. Empty and right. like, okay, screw of course. it. It doesn't matter. You're behind we all the door do anyway. Yes. But yeah, so, so anyway, that's kind of my, my, you know, I'm hopefully I've explained some of the stuff right. 100%. Um, it, it really just comes down to luck. You will, you will never understand unless you live it. Mm-hmm. But you can accept. Just like if I can accept somebody who, you know, <laughs> has a certain political point of view right. or a point of view, I'm like, fine, you're entitled to it. It's all about respect. 
disrespect. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's about, yeah. And I, I'm not telling you how to live your life. Right. Don't tell me how to live exactly. mine. Exactly. I'm not bothering you. Don't bother me. Right. But if I can help somebody kind of get through a thought process, mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of what I try to do. And, um, you know, it was actually really nice. Um, Genda, the, the, the bill that just went through the New York State, um, actually got signed into law by Governor Cuomo, which basically was about giving equal rights to transgender and gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. meaning people who could be both or neither or right. whatever people, because we were always one notch below everyone else. Right. And that needed to be codif- you know, codified into law. So finally that passed. And on the floor of the Senate, my, my really good friend, Senator Shelley Mayer, um, in her, um, each one has a little commentary. They don't have to, but they, they want to, of, of why they're voting, mm-hmm. however they're voting. She um, basically you know, called me out by name and oh, said, wow. you know, you, you've changed minds, you know, along with others who, mm-hmm. in the, you know, because some people would never, unless you get to know somebody who's like me, you... You just think, oh, it's them, whatever right. them is, right? right? And so at least with Yonkers, I mean, the whole city council and the mayor and everybody, you know, it, it was a bit of a, just like what I was saying before, when you when you begin this transitional thing, people don't know what to make right. of it. They mm-hmm. don't know what to think. And then, but they know you inside. Right. And that's the key. It's like, you know, I posted this thing on Facebook last week or whatever with, my sister gave me, so she's, She's on a farm, so she has these brown eggs and green eggs, and I even had white eggs, right? And I, I saw this visual on Facebook, which I thought was kind of cool, and I tried to replicate it myself. So the eggs have a different color, mm-hmm. but when you crack them open and you put them in the frying pan, they all look the same. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that represents us inside. We're all the same people. Yes. You know, and who cares what you look like outside, whether you got long hair, short hair, you know, yeah. every shade imaginable, skin, anything, mm-hmm. you know, or or even somebody like me who's a little different, but not, you know. And again, I don't, my thing is, I don't want to even be labeled as transgender. I'd rather just be labeled as a girl, a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need all these other fancy things. It's, right. it's like going to a restaurant and you want a green salad, but there's 17 adjectives right before it. <laughs> you know, it's like, like uh, uh, what kind of? Arugula, <laughs> and what is that? Muscombot, yeah. like, is it just a green salad with some olive oil? Okay, that's all I want, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like all the lay, all the labels. Right. It's right. like, no, I am a woman. My 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 head, my brain, my spirit, my soul. It's always been that way. I just didn't recognize it in the beginning. And you know, you do your best with your own body to realign that to right. who you are. Match Done. the outside with the inside. And, right, yeah. right. And that's why, you know, people people see me today and they're like, you're like reverse aging. And I'm like, well, you know what it is? is it, it, I didn't, didn't do any kind of surgeries on my face. Or anything. It's simply about being happy. And when yeah. you're happy, all of a sudden everything melts away yeah. and you feel good, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's how I see, like, a lot of this stuff. It's like, okay, you know, when you're happy, you know it and blah, right. blah, blah. blah. Well, that's my story. Yeah. It's like so I'm spreading the happiness as best I can to help people who are in the same you know, are in the same mindset but don't quite know how to frame it or even parents if if, yeah. if you're dealing with kids or even older people. Right. You know, it, and and you know, the, the point of fact is 
you know, I was lucky. I mean, I, I may be tall, but I've got a body that at least I could have it. I, yes. I adjusted it enough mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's to what I can, best I can do. But there's other people who just will never get there. Right. But it's okay. Because still, that's who they are. Right. So right. If, if, if you look like a, you know, a linebacker, well, nobody's going to come up to you and give you a hard time. <laughs> right. You're going to knock the crap out of them. Yeah. Right. Right. And so everybody's got their own little, you know, things. But yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge. And, and that's the key word. And, and all of this stuff is about yeah. challenge. And that's what my book is about, is about challenge. I'm so excited to hear you writing a book. Well, I have, that's you know, amazing. at three in the morning, I'm like listening to the listening to the owls and stuff outside on the mountain it's like okay i'm awake so i dictate into my phone at night yeah chapter by chapter and of course i read it in the morning i'm like what what the hell was i saying (laughs) because the words you know when you do that voice thing it never quite comes out right like i didn't say fuck myself (laughs) (laughs) or did i (laughs) maybe i maybe god did i drink that much (laughs) i was gonna say don't have the wine before you do that so anyway, yeah. I I think um, you know that's pretty much me in a in a nutshell, which yeah. is probably the accent <laughs> on the word nut. But um, we're so so appreciative that you sat down with us and talked because my main goal was to have people listen to this episode who didn't understand or had no idea or maybe people that felt the hatred and didn't know why. Like you just have to know a person and listen to their story, just like you said. So. I'm hoping somebody out there has benefited from this. A kid who feels the way that you did at four listens to this and says, wow, it's not just me. There's other people out there. And maybe that person will reach out to you. And Well, again, we're all different. Yeah. And we all travel our own paths. And we're all traveling in a different road. But, you know, just as a marketing person, it's like we all look for case histories and mm-hmm. studies. Right. It's like to help us make decisions. So if you see somebody that's done it, Right. Maybe not the same way you will, but at least there's yeah. some, you know, learning that mm-hmm. you get from it. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key. You know, right. it's like not a, everybody's different. And, yeah. You know, um, you know, people who are born male and, you know, happy, great. You know, yeah. and, and vice versa. And but but those that are somewhere in between who are not happy, well, there is a there there is hope. There is a way to do it. It, and every story is unique, but the the key is people just need to accept yeah. that people mm-hmm. are different. Yes, we don't yes. fit into the same boxes. Yes, you know. Love that. Love so. that. Awesome. Awesome. When you write the book and have it done, let us know, and we'll. Oh, I will. We'll Believe put the me. word out. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll be doing doing my book things all over the place. Can't Not wait. so much for you know to make money. It's to me, it's more of getting the word education. out. Education. It's education, and awesome. and I love. As you can tell, I like to talk, so, you know, what you knew already. <laughs> to make you a great podcast guest. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like, okay, Angie, shut up. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you are thirsty for more, Jim, where can they find us? You guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Breaker, uh, Stitcher. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, anywhere you can listen to your podcast on your smartphone, uh, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. That was